Hello everyone, welcome back to or welcome to Skin Goddess Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about sensitive skin. So before I get into all of that, I want to apologize because I have been neglecting this podcast. I have just been very overwhelmed with life lately and um yeah i just want to apologize because i haven't been posting as frequently as i want to and i'm so sorry i want to help people i want to get this information out there i want to post more frequently i just uh life you know life has just been crazy but and i feel like for a lot of other people too life has just been insane but um to all the people out there who are struggling to all the estheticians out there who are struggling right now keep your head up you know we will all prevail we are all going to be successful and you know within due time everything falls into place for us okay just remember that and um you know sometimes it's really hard for me to come up with like what I want to talk about and then whenever I do come up with something I take days to figure out you know exactly what I'm gonna say because if I don't do that then I feel like I'm just talking nonsense the whole time but um anyways guys we can get through this we are this month of November is gonna be better than last month we are going to be successful we are going to you know make lots of money you know we can do this okay just everyone needs to take a deep breath (sighs) okay (laughs) um i actually did write down some intentions for the month of november um which included if i could find it um you know prosperity success abundance fun love laughter, you know, just making the most out of the rest of this year. Um, I know it's already November, but we can make those goals. We can meet those quotas, whatever it is that you need to be doing, we can do it. Okay, that's my advice. (laughs) Um, But again, I'm really sorry about the whole posting thing. Um, It has been, it's been a little chaotic, but I really, really want to try and get more consistent with it. I don't, I don't know what it is for me that makes me think that this is such a, like, ugh, like, okay, let me think about what I'm going to do, and I don't know why I think of it as, like, such a high-demand task when it's not, and it's, I actually really enjoy doing it, and I really enjoy um, posting stuff out there, and, like, when I'm talking to my microphone, I feel like I'm talking to you guys, I feel like I'm talking to an audience, so, it's really fun for me, and I'm going to try and get better. That is one of my goals for November, so let's see if that happens. <laughs> All right, let's get into sensitive skin. So, I'm going to be talking about, you know, what is sensitive skin, what it looks like, um, what causes sensitive skin, how we know if someone has it, how to help it, whatever, everything. And I also... Um, developed a skincare routine not necessarily routine but recommendations um, excuse me for anyone who has sensitive skin or for people who are just you know struggling to figure out um, what to use if they do have sensitive skin um, you know I'm here for you 
So first off, in the treatment room, um, when you're doing your skin um, consultation with your client, you know, you want to be as thorough as possible. I talk about this in like all my um, episodes because if you aren't thorough, then you're not going to help your client um, to the best of your ability. So especially with sensitive skin, you want to ask your clients, you know, if they feel like if they have sensitive skin or, you know, going over if they don't know if they have sensitive skin, going over those things like, okay, well, do you flush or blush easily? Do you ever feel stinging or any burning sensations um, when you apply products, any pain, you know? Do you experience redness really easily? Um, are you redness prone? You know, things like that, just so it can help you better um, to figure out what types of products you're going to be using in the treatment room and also what types of products you should be recommending your client as well. So what is described as sensitive skin? So sensitive skin is described as a weak protective function of the skin that can be genetically predisposed. So when skin is sensitive, its protective outer layer lets irritants, microbes, and allergens pass through, causing adverse reactions like stinging, pain, redness, or flushing and blushing. Genetically, sensitive skin is considered more delicate because it has a lower amount of pigment, a thin epidermis, and blood vessels close to the skin's surface, hence the appearance of redness. So sensitive skin is something that is more of a secondary skin type. So as you know, there are main skin types. For example, someone can have oily, dry, or combination skin type as well as sensitive skin. That's also something that I like to talk to my clients about that, um, you know, you can have oily, acneic skin, but it's also sensitive. So we need to cater our products and product recommendations to their skin type and also to um, their skin concerns as well. But... Um, so that's definitely something to keep in mind and to, you know, educate your clients on that you can still have sensitive skin and it be completely, um, you know, it can be, it doesn't have to be dry. It doesn't have to be dry to be sensitive. It can be something else. So a lot of people don't know that, but it, that is definitely, you know, a, a big thing because some people don't know that they have sensitive skin and they're slapping on products you know, that are maybe not meant for their sensitive skin, and then they don't know why they're reacting a certain way. So definitely going over that with your clients or with anyone out there who, um, you know, is experiencing this, go see an esthetician, maybe they can, you know, not maybe, but they can help you, you know, figure out what kinds of products you need to be using, really analyze your skin, um, to see if you are sensitive, but typically, you know, those key signs are going to be a, a factor if you do have sensitive skin. So what causes the sensitive skin? So people with sensitive skin can be genetically predisposed to have a more easily triggered inflammatory response and overproduction of histamine. 
other factors can contribute to sensitive skin too, including, you know, gender, hormones, your age, your skin type, of course, but this should not be confused with sensitized skin. Sensitized skin is associated with external factors. For example, you know, over exfoliating, aggressive treatments, environmental stressors, that's going to be those factors um, of sensitized skin. So many people who have sensitized skin will experience a higher level of sensitivity to topical ingredients due to pollution in the air, poor diet, alcohol consumption, or improper or overuse of certain topical products like that over exfoliating those aggressive treatments. So really we can think of um, sensitized skin as you know, that those external factors, we did that to ourselves, rather than sensitive skin being something that is already within our skin, something that is already like genetically predisposed. Um, those are two different things for sure. So um, how to know if someone is sensitive or sensitized? First off, with sensitized skin, that's something that is gonna be temporarily reactive while someone with sensitive skin is always going to be reactive and have this as a skin type. So that's the biggest thing we need to differ between the sensitized and the sensitive. So you always remember, sensitized is temporary, sensitive is, that never goes away. It's always going to be there. Always going to be reactive. So how do we help with sensitized skin? You know, when treating sensitized skin, you want to be very simple with your routine. It, it's like sensitive skin. You'll want to use gentle products. You know, you need to focus on correcting your barrier. You'll want to avoid harsh products that contain fragrance, retinol, um, face acids, and use a mineral or physical sunscreen that contains um, zinc oxide or like titanium dioxide to help heal and protect the barrier. So it's it really is similar to sensitive skin and you want to cater towards sensitized skin using those gentle products as well to correct your barrier um, to kind of calm down and ease that sensitized skin you also want to stop using any sort of like if you are over exfoliating we need to cut back on that if you're doing aggressive treatments we want to cut back on that any sort of like poor diet alcohol consumption smoking all of that we need to cut back on if you truly want to you know progress with your skin so now i mentioned something about barrier and protecting and healing your barrier now a lot of people don't know what the barrier is so um you know your skin barrier is the outermost layer of your skin so what it does it's, it's going to defend your body from things like free radicals um environmental pollutants all of that um from entering the body and from damaging that so the outermost layer called the stratum corneum is often described as a brick wall so it consists of tough skin cells called corneocytes that are bound together by mortar-like lipids. So that, that's how we're going to look at it, <laughs> okay? So think of this brick wall, and that brick wall is your stratum corneum. That glue or the mortar that's in between those bricks are those um, lipids, 
um, those corneocytes that are holding it together. So that's your skin barrier. It's, it's this wall, this brick wall built up of fats, lipids, um, that is protecting your skin. So without it, you know, various harmful environmental toxins, pathogens could penetrate your skin and cause, you know, adverse effects inside your body. So that's why it's very important to be healing and protecting your barrier, wearing your sunscreen at all costs, okay? So, um, yes, this is like, if anyone is ever wondering what, what is my skin barrier, you, you can describe that as, you know, that wall, that brick wall that needs to be protected. Cause if it's not protected, then you're, um, damaging it. You're more prone to, um, having these adverse effects. So Without your skin barrier, the water inside your body would escape and evaporate, leaving you completely dehydrated. So your skin barrier is essential for your overall health and needs to be protected to help your body function properly. So correcting your barrier involves a consistent and gentle hydrating routine. You know, in order to see results, you also need to be patient and doing your routine morning and night with the right products will also ensure those results of healing and protecting the barrier. So, you know, we'll talk more about, you know, the skin itself, skin barrier, and all of that another time too. But today I really want to focus on sensitive skin and talking about the science behind the skin, you know, would take an entire episode. But um, anyways, so when working with sensitive skin, you want to make sure you're avoiding products or procedures that are going to strip the skin. Um, For example, strong foaming soaps and cleansers, um, avoiding products with harsh fragrances, certain ingredients like sulfates, fragrance, HAs, glycolic acid, lactic acid, benzoyl peroxide, and alcohols, you know. All of that we want to just try and to avoid in the treatment room at home because this is going to lead to a disrupted barrier, to a damaged barrier, and it's also not going to be good for anyone who does have sensitive skin. So that doesn't mean everyone can't use glycolic acid, lactic acid if they you know, do have sensitive skin, it's kind of like a spectrum with sensitivity. Some people are more mild, some people it's more severe. So it's also something that you need to consult with your esthetician. It's also something that you need to um, trial and error. Error. If you know you are more severe, then you're going to want to stay away from those face acids for sure and try using more gentle products. But we're going to go over products and everything um, later on. But, um, you know, everyone's sensitivity level can be different. So some may be able to tolerate a certain ingredient, like I just said, some may not. So it's just best to avoid those harsh ingredients altogether. But, you know, <laughs> some people are going to go out there and they're going to experience experiment with that glycolic acid, whatever. So that's just something that you need to be aware of. If you do have sensitive skin, you need to just be careful, Okay. So, but you always want to be safer, safe than sorry. But, um, excuse me, it's also important to make sure during your consultation, asking clients um, if they react to certain products, you need to know if they have fragrance sensitivities as well, as, as well as allergies, 
Um, like lavender is a very common allergy. I know a lot of people who have fragrance sensitivities. I know a lot of people who are sensitive to like vitamin C. So it's just, you know, it's just so important to be going over allergies and sensitivities in the treatment room so that you're not causing them a flare-up or causing them to have an adverse reaction as well. So that's something that is very, very important. So, um... Now we're going to talk about um, precautions for treating sensitive skin. So when we're treating sensitive skin in the treatment room or at home, um, we want to avoid certain things. So first off, we want to avoid heat exposure. So heat exposure, um, a lot of people with sensitive skin, they are going to be more prone to having flare-ups when they come in contact with any sort of heat exposure. Um, When they sweat, when they do exercise, when they go outside, when they're exposed to things like um, steam, they're gonna they're gonna flare up of course. They're gonna experience that redness, that flushing and blushing. So that's something that we want to avoid altogether. Now the whole exercising thing and um you know, the heat and sweating and all of that, you know, that's something else entirely. So I feel like when someone with sensitive skin exercises and they have that flare up, they have that, um, that redness, you know, that's, that's something different. I mean, they're not necessarily exposed to heat, but they are still having a flare up because of that. Um, That's something else entirely that I would like to talk about another time, but um, I really like to, you know, advise my clients who do have sensitive skin and who do work out a lot to avoid touching their face, use some sort of, um, like, cleaning facial spray, like the Skin Smart spray after their workout, and immediately, like, going home and washing their face um, and applying moisturizer to, you know, calm that down for them. But honestly, that's a good idea. I should talk about more about that later on. But uh, anyways, okay, so back to <laughs> back to what I was saying. So we want to avoid heat exposure, um, including close or prolonged exposure to steam. Let me tell you this, guys. Steamers may actually be more harmful than good, especially with people who have sensitive skin, because it can potentially dehydrate the skin and strip its natural oils, which can cause even more dryness and irritation. I'm not the only esthetician who has said this. Tons of other of estheticians have said this before. This is this is everywhere. This is known. So we do not want to be leaving that steam on their face, like 12 to 18 inches away, whatever, to their face um, for longer, for such a long time. Because <laughs> I swear before, like when I was in school, um, you know, that steamer was on and that steamer was close. <laughs> And, um, you know, we just, we really want to be careful. We don't want to dehydrate our client's skin or anything. So definitely, I typically keep my steamer on for five minutes or less, and it's way back or way low. Um, it's, I mean, my steamer doesn't have a low setting, but I push it back to where it's further away. Um, and it's more for relaxation anyways. Um, there are other ways we can soften the skin, 
by using like exfoliant, warm towels, you know, we just want to avoid having that steamer super, super close to our client's skin because, you know, we're just going to dry it out and irritate it even more. Like we don't, we don't want that. So, um, along that, you know, you don't, you also want to avoid microdermabrasion, any sort of scrubs, um, those brushing machines, like, I know those used to be so popular when I was a kid, like the ultrasonic brushes, brushes, like they would rotate those enzyme treatments, um, waxing even. Um, we also, they should also avoid like prolonged or vigorous massage, including like when we do facial massage, that's something that we need to be careful with as well, because we don't want to irritate the skin more. Um, you also want to avoid over drying masks or like leaving clay masks on for too long. Um, we also, a big thing in the treatment room, we want to be cautious with aromatherapy products. So I know some people like to, um, put a few drops of essential oils in like a diffuser or they even put them in their towels when they're rolling towels. That's something that you need to be careful with. Um, because those essential oils could um, be an irritant for your client or be an irritant for you at home. So that's also something that you want to be careful because it can be too stimulating for your skin. So also performing extractions, you need to be gentle with that. And you also want to avoid any alcohol containing or based products, um, you know, at home and in the treatment room, especially with clients who have sensitive skin. Why? Because it's going to irritate them um, and dry it out further. So, um, and why do we need to avoid this? Because like I just said, we're going to irritate their skin further when we're doing things like microdermabrasion, um, or, you know, if your client asks for microdermabrasion, you know, a proper way to kind of gear that conversation into a different direction, you know, you just tell them that, you know, based off of their skin type, that um, it's best to actually avoid that. And you, you know, you want to explain to them why, because they're going to be like, well, why? I like, I want a microdermabrasion. And, um, you know, you just want to be like, okay, well, since you do have sensitive skin, um, with microdermabrasion, it may cause more dryness and more irritation to your skin. So maybe we should opt out of that and try something else. We can definitely do a calming, hydrating facial, um, or whatever other services that you guys offer. But, um, I mean, microdermabrasion, like, that's honestly, like, who does that anymore? But I really like, um like hydrodermabrasion with the hydrofacials, with the hydrotherapy, with the microderm infusions, all of that. I love that because we're not just like, I remember in school learning microdermabrasion with the crystals and it was just, we were doing, we were using those crystals on dry skin and I swear everyone liked to not react well to that. And it was just, it was a mess. So I mean, microdermabrasion is itself alone is not really popular anymore. I'm not seeing that anymore. But also, um, like scrubs. I have so many clients who are still telling me that they use clean and clear. They use apricot scrub. They use charcoal scrub. They use it all. And I'm like, oh my god. You know, so also knowing the right way to um, kind of guide your client towards using something else or the right way to um, t 
tell your client on like what's best for them or just you know advising them to definitely is a process is a learning process because that took me a long time too I feel like I used to be really shy and just kind of not confident in what I'm saying and so you know we we want to be confident especially because um, we have the best interest of our clients and we need to be confident when recommending them product and when also telling them that they should avoid using products so just make sure that like if let's for example if your client is using a scrub you want to make sure you explain to them why they should stop using it because you know they're like oh that's my holy grail i've been using this mary Kay scrub for uh like a decade and so you know that's something that you want to tell them nicely to but also you know you need to be confident and assertive um and tell them well why is this scrub not good for their skin what it's what is it doing to their skin you know oh um you know whatever name you should you should probably stop using this or you know wean off of this because it could be causing microscopic tears within your skin you know this could cause broken capillaries this is irritating your skin it's drying out your skin um so how about we put you on an exfoliant that still gives you that clean feeling and gonna brighten up your skin but is a little bit more gentle for you so you know gearing that towards like you know you always want to have their best interest and you always want to say you know like you know how about we try this instead you know it's going to be so much better for you you're going to have even more results from it and faster results too and it's going to be great for your skin type, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, just having that good communication with your clients too is very important. So now I want to get into uh, my recommendations. Yay. Okay. So first off, cleansers. So none of these, I have them like, I have four recommendations, four to five for every um, like product category, but None of them are, like, in any sort of order. They're just whatever. Um, excuse me. Jesus. Okay. First off, um, for cleansers, when it comes to sensitive skin, I am often recommending them, like, a creamy or a hydrating face wash. Um, just because, you know, that, that creamy texture, the hydrating face washes, of course, are going to be meant for them. It's not going to dry them out. And it's going to add that hydration and moisture that they need without it being, like, overly, um, like, greasy or anything. It's going to be lightweight for them. Um, but yeah, I definitely like to recommend creamier and more hydrating face washes for sensitive skin clients. Um, and those, you know, could also contain ingredients like hyaluronic acid, ceramides, something that's going to remove impurities without stripping the skin of its natural oils. So first off, my first recommendation, again, these are not in any order, but I really like the Vanna Cream Gentle Face Facial Cleanser for $10. That one's really good. I really like the La Roche-Posay Tolerine Hydrating Gentle Cleanser for $17. Next, we have Dermalogical Ultra Calming Cleanser for $42. I love this one. This one's so good. This one is one of my favorites for sure. And so is the Vanna Cream too. Um, 
really cleansers that are going to be super super gentle while also providing you with that moisture that you need but and you know removing any sort of impurities any environmental pollutants dirt debris excess oil but also you know not going to strip your skin and then four we have the etude house foam cleanser for 15 dollars so cleansers are very very important um i know some people don't cleanse in the morning i know some people do like to cleanse in the morning so um that's up to you some people are going to tell you that um cleansing in the morning is stripping your skin and they just like to apply toner they just like to apply a facial spray honestly i i don't have an opinion on this because i've done both i have cleansed in the morning and i haven't and i've just used like a facial spray and toner in the morning and i'm okay with both but i have some clients who do have sensitive skin and they cleanse both morning and night and typically that's what they tell you at school you know like cleanse morning and night but that doesn't necessarily work for everyone so i like to keep that open for um you know for them to decide so but still using a cleanser at night that's like definitely something that you need to be doing for sure especially double cleansing i love double cleansing especially with an oil cleanser first some people also like to use micellar water first um, because it's a little bit more gentle but yeah definitely double cleansing at night is really really good gonna be beneficial for you um because that first cleanse is gonna remove those impurities those um environmental pollutants the dirt um, any excess oil, any makeup, and then that second cleanse is going to be what really cleanses your skin. So do not, um, what's the word? I don't know, but use your cleansers, guys. Don't skip out on that, seriously. Because I know some people who, I, I know some people who, you know, they have so many cleansers, they buy so many products, and then they're not using them. Like, come on, use your cleansers. Um, okay, so toners. I really like toners and I know some people don't believe in the power of toners. You know, some people, I remember like not going to school, but I just, I've heard things here and there that toners are, you know, they don't do anything, which, you know, they, they do, they do things. I promise. <laughs> I promise that they can be very beneficial for you. So not only is a toner going to help remove any excess dirt from your skin, um, but it's also going to balance out your pH. It can soothe, hydrate your skin, per, excuse me, provide you with that extra hydration that your skin is lacking. And it's also the best thing. <laughs> I'm going to help your products penetrate your skin better. So I, I use a toner. Um, I know people who use multiple toners. There's that one girl on TikTok who uses seven toners. And I love that for her. She has beautiful skin. And, you know, if she wants to use seven toners, then so be it. If I want to use seven toners, then so be it. You know, I'll use, we can use however many. Um, if, if it works for you, it works for you. That's my thing. So, anyways. Also, there are so many different toners these days, guys. And so many on the market. But, um... They can all target different types of concerns. The same with any of these product categories. They can all target different types of concerns, but we want to narrow it down if you have sensitive skin to looking at the ingredients, making sure that it doesn't have any sort of fragrances, alcohols, anything that I mentioned earlier, 
as well as um, it having hydrating properties, ceramides, um, gentle properties to really help soothe, hydrate your skin, and calm it down as well. So with some sort of skin, those are the types of things that we want to look for. So my first toner recommendation is the I'm From Rice Korean Toner for $22. This one I feel like is a, this one, the, what's it called? A Nua Heartleaf Toner. I feel like are very, they're, they're just, they're going off right now. Everyone's loving them and I'm, I'm good. I'm like, I love that. I'm happy. Next, we have the Good Molecules Niacinamide Brightening Toner for $14. So if you have sensitive skin and you're looking for more of that brightening factor, that niacinamide one is going to be good for you. Next, we have the Dermalogica Hyaluronic Ceramide Mist for $47. Oh, this one is just so good. This one, they're all so good, but this one, I, I, I really love this one, guys. Next, we have the Dermalogical Ultra Calming Mist for $43. So this is something that I would recommend for someone who wants to use a toner or a, like a mist um, if they have more, more on the severe side of sensitive skin because it is going to help calm down that redness, that inflammation, really um, soothe your skin. Um, and it's, it's just, it's just so good. It's, it's one of the, like, the one that I recommend if you do have more sensitive skin. Um, next is the Polish Choice Skin Recovery Enriched Calming Toner for $23. Now, I love Polish Choice, so, um, anyways, next we're gonna get into exfoliants. So, even if you have sensitive skin, you need to be exfoliating. Please, guys, please exfoliate your skin, because... You know, we want to get rid of that dry, that um, built-up skin. I mean, exfoliants are not only going to remove any of that, um, what am I trying to say? They're not going to just remove um, any of that dry, like, built-up skin, but they're also going to help brighten your skin. They're going to help with um, congestion, with blackheads, with breakouts. Exfoliants are really something that's going to help with so much. But um, incorporating an exfoliant is going to be awesome for your skin. You know, this isn't something that you should be doing every day especially if you have sensitive skin so using it like a few times a week at night is typically recommended and also removing make sure make sure you're removing other actives um you know will be best um when you are exfoliating especially if you have sensitive skin because we don't want to be exfoliating and adding all these actives um but again that also depends on your skin type on your routine and what works best for your skin okay so don't take this as like oh my god andrea is telling me that i can't exfoliate and use actives at the same time and she's telling me that i need to use this this and this no no no, no. i'm just giving you recommendations okay i'm just giving you recommendations and i'm just trying to um try my best here you know i'm doing my best <laughs> anyways so Exfoliation, what is that? So exfoliation is the process used to remove the outer epidermal cells, you know, revealing that newer, healthier baby skin beneath. So um, overall, you know, it's going to help remove dead skin. Like I said, that dead, dry skin, it's going to help improve texture. That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing for me 
um, improving texture. That's what I love about my exfoliant. It's going to help also even your skin tone if you struggle with discoloration, unclog pores, reduce that congestion. Um, it, and again, like I said, it can also help um, with breakouts and it encourage, encourages that cell renewal process and promotes optimum skin health. So this is why we should be using exfoliant, guys, okay? Because it's going to um, encourage that cell renewal, get you that healthy new skin, get you glowing. Okay, anyways. So my first recommendation is the PCA Skin Daily Exfoliant for $40. So PCA Skin, I love. I just got back from a um, PCA Skin uh, Derma Planning Conference. And I just like, if you guys haven't even heard of PCA Skin or um, like looked into it at all, I would definitely. Like I just started using their facial wash and their vitamin B3 brightening serum and it's oh my god it's just so ah okay anyways see i'm just getting off topic again but yes i love pca skin anyways next we have the coco kine turmeric illuminating solution for 24 dollars. so again if you're looking to help with any sort of discoloration brightening any sort of dullness really rejuvenating that skin the coco kine turmeric illuminating solution for 24 dollars. that one would be good Next, we have the Cosrx Original Clear Pad for $20. So not only can exfoliants be in the form of powder, in the form of a serum, in the form of um, like a like a little um, cotton round pad, you know, they, they're just, all, all of these products, they can be in forms of different things. Like our toners can be in form of liquid or mist. Um, but exfoliants is one of more broad, as well as sunscreen, but exfoliants are a little bit more broad where we can have, we have different options. So, and I don't recommend scrubs ever, regardless of your skin type. I don't recommend any sort of scrubs. Um, but with exfoliants, we can definitely play around with a lot more because there are so many different types of um like formulations of them so yeah the Cosrx original clear pad for $20 those are really super simple and easy to use you know you just go do a quick swipe and you're good um and I know some people who leave like pads like that or like toner pads they leave them on for a little bit like a little mask so um that's also something you, you want to make sure that you're also following manufacturer's directions and um you know because you don't want to leave something on for too long you don't want to be overusing something so it could depend like if you're exfoliating every single day and that works for you okay but also making sure that you're looking at the manufacturer's directions and if it says only to use this at night um three times a week then that's also something that you should take into consideration so next we have the dermalogica daily milk foliant for 65 dollars I know some people who have used the um, microfoliant and they have sensitive skin, and I know some people who use the milkfoliant and they have sensitive skin. Again, it's that scale of where they fall on sensitivity-wise, because again, not everyone has the same skin. So, but the daily milkfoliant is um, purposefully designed for people who have sensitive skin, people who are more redness prone. Uh, that's going to be a really good powder-based exfoliant um, for you. 
Next, we have serums. Okay. <laughs> so, regarding serums, it kind of depends on what you want to target. You know, you can find a specific serum for you. Um, so, if you want to brighten, hydrate, help with fine lines, any sort of concerns, you can treat that with a serum because serums can contain um, higher concentration levels of active ingredients that your other, you know, routine products can't. Um, but anyways, so that's why it's nice to in incorporate one. Um, for sensitive skin, I, I always recommend um, a hyaluronic acid hydrating serum, a calming serum with soothing, soothing ingredients, um, maybe an azelaic acid serum. Is it azelaic or azelaic? Because I swear I've heard both. I don't know, but for today we're going to go with azelaic acid. <laughs> serum you know if you have redness but um you can really customize um and play around with your serums we just want to make sure again that we're avoiding those in harsh ingredients um if we have sensitive skin or if we're working with sensitive skin in the treatment room um incorporating those um products with hyaluronic acid ceramides um azelaic acid are going to be really good for our clients or for people who have sensitive skin so I also personally like to stick with a few serums. For example, like um, I'll use a niacinamide serum in the morning and then at night, maybe I'll use a hyaluronic acid serum. Sometimes I'll use um, niacinamide and azelaic acid in the morning. You know, it kind of just depends on how my skin's doing and what I feel like I want to do. Um, but I'm always changing it up. I'm always trying different things, but this is what works. This is what's working for me right now, okay? Um, and this isn't necessarily going to work for everyone else, but um, for right now, that's that's what, you know, I like to stick to a few serums. I don't like to do like four serums all in one, back to back to back, but you know, again, do what you want to do, guys. Okay, but it's really, you know, about what's finding or about finding what's best for your skin, your lifestyle, and of course your budget. So with that being said, my serum recommendations include, first off, the Good Molecules Hyaluronic Acid Serum for $6. That one's really budget friendly. The Dermalogical Ultra Calming Serum for $66. The Peach Slices Redness Relief Soothing Serum for $19. And the Elta MD Skin Recovery Serum for $63. Did you guys know that Elta MD is actually like partners, not partners, but like sister company with PCA Skin? Like, trust me, like you're getting it good with those. Okay, anyways, masks. Wow, I'm at 42 minutes, so I need to hurry. So masks, you know, like serums, they can target different things. Um, so with masks, I love to look for um, my cue or key ingredients um, that are going to calm and soothe the skin, like colloidal oatmeal, aloe vera, um, glycerin, allantoin, jojoba oil, chamomile, licorice. Um, you know, we can go on and on, guys. But, you know... Those nice soothing hydrating properties are gonna be really good mask-wise. So first we have the Dermalogica Melting Moisture Mask for $69, amazing. The PCA Skin Hyaluronic Acid Overnight Face Mask for $77. The MediHeal Tea Tree Essential Blemish Control Sheet Mask <laughs> for $10 for five pack. I think you can find that on Amazon. Those are really good. The Peach Slices Snail Rescue Intensive Wash-Off Jelly Mask for $17. And 
And um, next we're gonna get into um, moisturizers. So of course moisturizers are great for hydrating and locking in moisture into the skin, but it's something that is very important for skin health as well. I've had many people come to me and they have the most, you know, scaly dry skin and I ask them what their home care looks like and they tell me, well, I use some bar soap in my hot shower and that's all. And okay, well, there's the problem. <laughs> like you're not using an, a good cleanser or a moisturizer, but um, anyways, I also hear a lot of people tell me in my treatment room that they don't use moisturizer because it makes their skin really greasy. Why is this? Well, they may not be using the right kind for their skin. The moisturizer could contain a lot of oils, they're applying too much, or it could just be too rich for them. So that's also something that we wanna make sure like our clients are wearing moisturizer. And if they say that it's too greasy, we wanna analyze that, we wanna look at that, and we wanna like maybe like, okay, well, maybe you need to try a different one for your skin type. So that's something that's very important to go through their entire home care routine during the consultation as well, or during your skin analysis to find the root cause of your client's concerns and help them to reach their goals and to properly educate them. That being said, my moisturizer recommendations include the Dermalogica Stabilizing Repair Cream for $64. I think this one just recently launched. This one is amazing. This one is seriously amazing. And I'm talking kind of fast here, guys, because I don't have a lot of time left and I really want to get all of this information covered. But um, next is the Vanna Cream Moisturizing Cream for $14, a little bit more budget-friendly there. Next, we have the Honest Beauty Hydrogel Cream for $22. Um, I, I do like um, gel moisturizers for people who have more oily, acneic, sensitive skin. And I would recommend something like the Vanna Cream Moisturizing Cream for someone who has more dry, sensitive skin. And then the Stabilizing, the Dermalogica Stabilizing Repair Cream. That one's really good and universal. Um, and then the Etude House Barrier Intensive Cream for $14. That's something that's going to be, um, you know, a little bit more rich. So if you have more dry sensitive skin or maybe for like a night cream, that one's really good. Um, and last but certainly not least, sunscreen. Of course, I made an entire episode about sunscreen and about sun damage. So definitely check that out if you guys want to know more about um, sun damage and the importance of sunscreen. And I'm not going to go too much into detail with that. Um, but all I'm going to say is everyone should absolutely be wearing sunscreen every single day, no matter what. No matter the weather, even if you aren't going to be outside, you know, I always tell this to my clients too, like you need to be wearing sunscreen and washing it off at night, of course. So also for sensitive skin, I love physical and mineral sunscreens, you know, with zinc oxide, but um, I love those sunscreens for everybody. Honestly, any sunscreen is better than none. So, and there are some better than others. Yes, but as long as you're protecting yourself, it's not the end of the world, okay? So my sunscreen recommendations include, of course, the Elta MD UV Daily Face Sunscreen with Zinc Oxide SPF 40 for $35. This sunscreen is just like cult, classic cult favorite. Everyone loves this and it's only $35. I absolutely will pay $35 for something so, so good. But yeah, that one's really good if you guys haven't tried it. Um, the Beauty of Joseon Rice and Probiotic SPF 50 for $9. This one is really good and affordable. A lot of people um, 
I don't know. I've heard different things about this, but I do like this one for sensitive skin. Blue Lizard Sensitive Face Mineral Sunscreen SPF 30 for $17. I think you can find this at Walmart or like your just local grocery store or where you find, um, you know, I mean, I've seen it at Walmart. But yeah, this one's really good for sensitive skin and I like it because it is a mineral sunscreen and I talk about the difference between all of that as well in my sun screen and sun damage episode as well. So if you want to know about that, definitely go check that out, okay? And then last, we have the La Roche-Posay Anthelios Ultralight Fluid Mineral Sunscreen SPF 50 for $36 on Amazon and $45 at Target, I believe. Now, I'm currently using the La Roche-Posay Tolerine or double repair taurine one spf 30 and that one's that one's really good too and i i think i have more sensitized skin and that one has been working really well for me the only thing that i would say is that i wish it wasn't a chemical sunscreen but that one's really 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 good um especially because it's so lightweight i feel like and it blends in amazingly. But you guys want to remember that physical sunscreens, because they do have that zinc oxide, they may have more of a white cast, but it's more about, you know, blending it in correctly, warming it up in your hands before, and um, knowing that, you know, it is protecting you, okay? So definitely be wearing your sunscreen, guys. Okay. Well, that is all I have for you guys today day um it was nice you know getting to finally you know make an episode and talk about the stuff that i want to talk about honestly i have had this document written up for i don't know a few weeks now and i just haven't even i just didn't get to it but i finally got to it and um i want to apologize again for the inconsistency i'm going to try and get better everyone but thank you for everyone who does listen to my podcast um shout out to lila because she told me that she listens and she's amazing for that and um i hope you're having a good day if you are listening to this lila (laughs) um but yeah i love you guys thank you for tuning in on today's episode about sensitive skin and have a good rest of your day